Hi creatives and welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. And I'm James. This is our, we're having technical difficulties take this two. morning. This is take two. The microphones, poor James. It's, I know. It's, it's, it's all his worst fears are coming true. Oh. It's a lot. It's okay, we're going to be all right. Today's conversation is about how we can retain a sense of integrity um, and of self-respect as we um, try to... Uh, further our creative careers Uh, so as we submit our novels to gatekeepers as we submit our art to gatekeepers as we try to network as we reach out to other creatives in an attempt to collaborate in an attempt to be seen how can we have a sense of integrity and make sure that we're not feeling like you know we're, we're little not making sure that we don't feel like we're selling out we're pandering that we're becoming something that we're not I think this is a really interesting conversation and one that we we need to have I think it's interesting for you as well because um, from one end, in terms of networking on Instagram, you are at the size at the moment where you have a lot of people coming to you wanting to, you know, talk to you, wanting to interact with you. Um, and you have too many people. And so you have so many voices coming to talk to you that it's mm. hard for you to interact yeah. with everyone. Um, so you've got to kind of, you know, pick and choose. Pick and choose. Mm. And then, you know, as someone who's coming to talk to Amy, then therefore it just means that, like, you've got to accept that. So literally she gets over hundreds of DMs a day. So it's like sometimes you just slip through the cracks. Yeah. Um, but also there's a, there's a, there are ways that you can kind of better interact that's going to make it more likely that she yeah. will read your DM probably. But then at the same time, like you're not super mega famous. So there are also people that you in turn would love to connect with and love to, and you'll have the same problem again. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's, it's definitely like, um, I think it's a conversation that I really want to have because I feel like I'm seeing it from two sides right now. I'm seeing it from the side, uh, um, you know, the privilege of being a creator who people want to interact with, who people want to network with, who people want to collaborate with. Like, I'm, it's such a beautiful position to be in. So I'm seeing it from that position. And I'm also seeing it as a creator who wants to further their career and connect with, you know, other creatives who I admire and I would love to, you know, connect with. And so it's from two different perspectives there. And I think that's what makes it such an interesting conversation. Um, so I'd love to talk about both sides there. But I also want to, before we dive deeper into this conversation, just acknowledge that before we started this podcast the second time, uh, we had a conversation that was like, we don't know what the answer is to this question. Like, you know, we don't have a a blanket answer to how do we maintain our integrity in these in these situations. Yeah, we want more want to just to talk about our thoughts and try yeah. and explore them and try and see if we can come up with uh, maybe better practices for us or even not even just better practices just how to kind of get at peace you know be at peace with what is quite a difficult thing it's a really difficult thing i think this is something that people feel super uncomfortable about you know reaching out writing you know cold calling emails submitting your art to people you know in uh, in inverted commas you know authoritative places we so often like just want to hide away from these moments they feel so vulnerable you feel so small you feel so stupid um and it can do real harm to us i think if we're not uh coming to it it in a healthy place i know for me submitting my novels to publishing houses over years and years and, and receiving hundreds and hundreds of rejection letters uh i feel incredibly insignificant when i go back to that submissions process because the narratives in my head are you know i'm a nobody they're not going to give a flying fuck i'm just going to end up being sitting in the slush pile i think i'm a joke like these are the narratives that built up over years of submitting to gatekeepers and so it it, um, has meant that whenever i get into these interactions that i feel really small and that's something that i need to change because it isn't true it's just my experience like we've talked for a long time like is it should we try to get amy 
in front of a publishing house and get a nonfiction book published? Like, should we try and go through that submission process again? And I think it's that real, like, the real reluctance from you is, oh, I don't want to go back to square one. Like, you're like, I've built this business. I've built an audience on my own. Mm. I can make money that way. I can probably make as much or more money that way as I would through a traditional publishing contract. Mm. So, but there's, there, but there are things that the publishing house could also give me. So am I, you're like, you often think, am I holding myself back by yeah. not being more of a hybrid author and just being pure indie for, or like, but at the same time, I can understand, I can so understand your pain with like, I don't want to go into the slush pile because yeah. I've, I've broken free of that and I put so much effort into breaking free of that mm. and it's worked. And now I'm like, do I want to put myself through that pain again? Yeah. And I think, you know, there's real genuine, you know, there's issues with the systems, um, not just in, you know, novel writing, not just in for writers, for all uh, industries with gatekeepers. You know, there are issues with the power dynamics there that are really unequal. Like it is, there's a very real aspect of it that's very problematic. And I understand why I have so many issues with it. But I also wonder if I'm so attached to these stories um, and like the neural pathways are already there. Like when I submit my novels, I feel so insignificant. Like, could I change that story? And how can we, because, you know, a lot of us, including you, James, are going to be you know spending time submitting your novels to gatekeeping places you know there's nothing inherently well, wrong with as that as you always remind me not not just novels there are other things yeah well all Aha, of us for finally i am the one who got to say that <laughs> fuck um yeah we're all gonna be you know most of us are probably gonna be in that experience like how can we make sure that we feel like we're in our integrity as we do that i mean like it goes right down to like what getting a loan from a bank or like yeah. you know applying for a rental property or something like these are these are very these experiences that all these are universal human experiences where, where a power dynamic is different mm. how can you still feel powerful and in your own authority and feel good about yourself in those spaces and so i'm just gonna hand it over to you james like i know you do struggle with the submissions process still like but how can you make sure that you still feel you know powerful you know like you know still know your worth when you're in the submissions process i don't struggle i think for the same reasons as you i struggle because it's a really fucking boring job i don't want to do yeah. <laughs> like i don't care about sending it i don't i'm not like oh i feel i don't i'm not like oh i feel um cheap for asking for this person to see me i don't mm. really i can i feel like detach myself and be like it's just some random person who cares like it's yeah. just like i'm just submitting my name into the lucky dip and hoping my number gets drawn yeah like i'm that doesn't bother me that but the bother is like fucking going out there using their shitty websites like trying to get the information you need to get which is impossible to source like trying to find these people trying to you know oh this one wants a 1.5 page query you know synopsis where this person wants a two and i'm like oh why are you so tedious and boring yeah. like, why is publishing made up of the boringest people that's the sort of thing that annoys me yeah i guess i mean you have a much uh you're much you are stronger in this arena because you can emotionally detach a lot more and as a really sensitive person i can't help but feel it. it's like personal even though i know it's not personal i hate being involved in a system that makes me feel insignificant obviously i don't like being rejected like no one yeah, likes yeah. being rejected it's just like that's not what i'm thinking about when yeah. I'm, going, I'm not thinking forward to that when i'm making my submission i think a detachment is i think like we should all take a leaf out of your book and in terms of if we're in that situation whatever situation looks like for you um where the power dynamics are different in a creative situation like just a, maybe detaching yourself from really diving into what it is and you know who you are in it I think can be really useful and just be like this is just a, a tedious but necessary part of my creative journey and just kind of pulling back from really emotionally investing in it yeah I mean but like you know to fill you in on my personality type I will just put things off just because I have to fill out a form mm. like that literally you know doctor's appointments I should be going to I'm not afraid I don't mind or a dentist I don't mind going I just don't want to fill out the 
fucking form. Mm. I don't know what it is, why I'm so allergic to forms, but that's just, I don't know. Bureaucracy gets you. It does. You have absolutely no time for something that you don't want to do. Like, it's incredible. (laughs) It's like, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a, you know, a big proportion of society, which would say that it makes me really lazy and stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's important to me, you'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I do eventually do it. It just takes a while. That's what I have to work myself up to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a different type of resistance, I guess, than what I feel. Yes. Because I take it so personally. Same with like reaching out to someone. I'm like, I don't want to have to write an email. (laughs) Like, I just don't want to have to bloody write the email. Yeah. I wonder if there's something beneath that. I mean, obviously, at the same time, I'm super con- I don't want to bother people, you know? Like That's a big part. Yeah. I like that you said that. Yeah. So I think, and I wrote about this in my journal the other day, and I thought this would be a great thing to discuss with the community about. Like, I think a lot of us feel like a huge bother when we are trying to further our creative careers. We just feel like an annoyance. We feel like we're just taking up space that they'd rather not us take us up, take up, and we just feel like a pest. Yeah. And that is an emotion that, I think that's a story that we've really got to, we've got to get a handle of otherwise it's going to be such a long and tedious journey of every time we try and take up space every time we do a brave thing we're going to feel annoying and like a pest and that story has to change we have to understand that when we when we send the email when we reach out to someone in their dms when we submit our books that um even if it doesn't um pay dividends immediately it's like the generous and vulnerable thing to do because there are people out there who need your work and if we can maybe focus on the long-term goal which is i know that i'm inherently worthy and inherently i have things to share that the world really needs to see and by doing this um i'm doing something in service for them yeah and also just knowing that i mean from my perspective watching amy if someone either sends you a really quick reply and you've sent them like a four-page essay and they seem like, sorry, I can't do it. Like, it's literally just because probably they're just getting such a high... Vo- it's not because they don't... They hate you or because your message sucked. It was like, they're just getting such a high volume. Even, like, I even feel like I get a, too high volume on the podcast DMs and I get like a fraction, fraction, fraction yeah. of Amy's. Like, not too high volume. It's not like it's annoyance me. It's just like, I don't have the mental bandwidth to reply mm. to every single person. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, and that's this is like what we hear all the time, tiny, right? tiny, tiny proportion of what Amy has to deal with, which would be a tiny, tiny proportion of what like... Tim Ferriss was talking about this the other day in that podcast we listened to. And like, imagine how many emails he would get. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, But it's still, and it actually works in really well with the post that I posted this morning talking about sensitive people and how, you know, we get told all the time, oh, it isn't personal. Um, Oh, you you need to have a thick skin. Um, And I know that, um, I know that perhaps James, this doesn't relate as much to you because you are so good at, um, kind of detaching yourself from that but I know for a lot of us uh, we are very very sensitive and those replies or those lack of replies are gonna hurt um, and I just want to acknowledge that and I don't think it's a bad thing and you're allowed to feel grief when your bravery didn't pan out the way that you wanted it to like you totally are like I've been told so many times you're too sensitive you know I cry a lot of rejection I have an emotional response to feeling rejected or feeling unseen and I think that's really okay um I think we've just got to make sure that it doesn't burden us in the long term like we're allowed to grieve we're allowed to feel impact but I think we do need to have a a tiny bit of perspective in terms of it's it's often I mean it's basically never about you it's just unfortunate that they didn't have the insight to see you in that moment yeah definitely and you know just I think what I want to talk about earlier as well is like people that 
if you, especially if you're trying to build a relationship online, like it's much better off. You're much better off doing going slowly and going in little bits and like slowly building the relationship rather than like jumping in with a four page essay into the DMs. Like there's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. Like it's just too, it's because, you know, if you get the volume of DMs that Amy gets, for example, it's just a resources thing. It's like, can I devote time to reading a four page DM? Like right now when I have like 20 other four page DMs that came in today, it's like, or is it going to be better for me to just respond to like a short little one? Yeah. Yeah. This is really interesting. Um, yeah. So maybe we could talk about like the best way just in terms, I'm, I'm, you know, completely unique as a creator and everyone's going to have their different rules and you will have your different rules as well as to how people connect with you. But for me, the way that I've connected, you know, in a really meaningful long-term way with people online is through a slow buildup of a relationship, uh, through, you know, genuine connection with my work. And I feel a genuine like appreciation for the work that I do. Um, I've made, you know, some truly beautiful, uh, friends and connections and creative com- connections and collaborations on Instagram and they've all happened slowly and organically and beautifully with a very genuine connection to my art yeah and so like it's and also I just want to say it's like not always like oh Amy's only friends with other people who have 70,000 followers on Instagram no no it's these like, are any, anyone it, it, it can happen between you know you can make friends with anyone yeah it's not like it's like a popularity contest no not at all um no, like literally not at all mm. like i have so many incredible creative companions who are, don't have instagram presences at all but they've just you know they've connected with me over their over my work and i've seen some of their work and we've just it's been a very organic and beautiful friendship and relationship um and that's how those that's how i best connect whereas i get frequently you know just like straight DMs, like, can I be on your podcast? No connection beforehand. Uh, no indication that they've ever interacted with my work. Like, that's just not going to fly. And I feel like it can't feel that organic for them either. Like, you know, surely it feels better when we when we do the networking to really, I don't know, to put in time, like, as though it is a real relationship. Mm. Um and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with like what just sending me a DM being like, can I get me on your podcast? But it just isn't as effective. No, it's not like you're offending us or anything. No, it's not at all. It's just like, we can't trust, you know, you, you just can't, you know, you get, you get so many requests that you can only, you have to have trust before you say yes, really. Otherwise yeah. you just don't know. Often. It's a trust thing. Yeah. Definitely. Otherwise it's more of a gamble for us or for Amy. Yeah. It's a definitely a trust thing. And I want to feel um, like I'm being seen by you. And for mm. me, this is such a big thing, you know, you know, and I talk about it so often, but I want to feel seen um, in who I am and what I'm doing in my mission, in my creativity. Um, and by being felt seen, I there's a sense of trust there. And so a connection is much more likely to happen. So if we, if you are someone who wants to connect with people on Instagram, with creators online, or however, you, however you're connecting with them online, I think that building up a relationship is super fucking important. Um, because it's a building up of trust mm. and however you do that and sometimes it's going to be really hard to do that um, but I think for me just as I've learned as I've had grown a bigger reach like that has been crucial and the very genuine relationships that I have on Instagram from you know strangers beautiful creators all over around the world they've all been really slow built up over years of mm. connecting yeah yeah exactly and you know I do think that um, there you know obviously if you have 20 million followers it's going to then you're gonna, it's going to be easier for you to because just like the value you can give to other people isn't there's just some kind of innate human oh this person can offer me something and obviously that's going to be like unfortunately that's going to be the easier way to do it like if you know if, I'm trying to think, if you know if Brene Brown messaged you that's yeah it, you oh I have see what you're saying that's yeah yeah, I, you know, yeah. but yeah me, if even, I know them already even even if you got to 
the size of Instagram that Amy is in the tens of thousands, that's almost, that's, you know, it's just like, that's not, most of us can't expect that. Yeah. Including yeah. Amy. Yeah. 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 It's such a complicated um, space to navigate. And I just, I, I want us all to be very easy on ourselves. We've fucked it up. I've fucked it up before. You know, I've, I felt really inauthentic and gross reaching out to creatives in the past. And I've been like, that wasn't, that wasn't in integrity. Like I, that doesn't feel good. Mm. Um, and we have to do that in order to learn. And it's okay. Like you're not a bad person for stepping outside of what feels in alignment with you. We have to learn from those experiences, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's also okay to want to network. It's okay to want to connect. It's okay to want to be on people's podcasts. Like I think this part of like being a creative is so almost demonized. You know, it's icky. It's gross. It's not about the art. You know, it's just like slimy and manipulative. And I would love to invite us all to kind of see it more. Oh, let's just see it in a different light. Like see it in a way that we can all support each other as a community. See it in a way that's more like collaboration. Um, it's okay to want to further your creative career and networking is a very legitimate way that we do that. And so it's okay. It's good that we are trying to connect with one another. Also, if you're also a person who just like wants to send out a thousand cold calls or cold emails, then great. Like that, like I think maybe that, it will pay off. I, mean, I think, it, I mean, I think it would pay off. Like you're going to get some responses. It's just that like, I don't have the mental bandwidth oh, to do I, that. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it for myself. So it's like, we would never do that only because it doesn't suit us. But yeah. if, if that's what you want to do, like I'm sure some of them will pay off. And it's like, you don't have to feel guilty about that or like, no, again, don't feel bad I mean, about well that. Well done to you. That's awesome. If you have the, if you have the energy to do that. Amazing. Yeah. I think something that I kind of wanted to talk about or bring into this conversation is just also making sure that before you approach anyone, before you submit your art to anyone, you sit with an understanding that you are like the authority of your own art, that you are an incredibly powerful creative being, that you have someone, you have some things that nobody else can give um, and that your art is needed in the world and to not approach people, not submit art from a place of thinking, oh my God, I'm nothing without these people. Mm. I need them. Without these people, I am nothing. Yeah. Coming from a place of, I know my own worth. And that's not talking about arrogance. It's not talking about, you know, ego really playing a part in this. I'm just I'm just sitting with your own worth before you set out these emails. And I think if I was to ever go through a submissions process again, this would maybe have to become a part of my practice. Like really sitting with, it doesn't matter what happens to these submissions because I'm sitting here with a huge understanding of my own power you know, in my throne, completely aligned. Like I know who I am and I know my worth and I'm choosing, I think this is a big part of it. I'm choosing to let these people witness me. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I also think, you know, from our perspective, who do we want to have on the podcast? Someone who is second guessing their nature, like second guessing yeah. what they have to offer or someone who's like in their power, who knows what they want to talk about, knows the message that they have, like knows why they're coming on the podcast and what yeah. they want to talk about. Like that's who we want to interview. I think that that will come across in the way you approach someone. It's like, I have something to offer here. Bam. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think that self-knowledge is such an attractive, or just self-awareness is such an attractive and, and magnetic way of approaching someone. Mm. I know who I am. I know I, I'm, you know, I know I'm fallible. And you're going to do better work but... at the time. Like, you know, if, if you're submitting to gatekeepers and you're kind of like waiting, please, please, like little old me, little tiny little me please take me it's like and then they say yes and then you suddenly you're going to be groveling to them yes all right i've got good stories like this because i used to work in a publishing house and i worked specifically in the submissions department going through their slush piles and some of the submissions like an 
I would say like 10% of authors went for this um, self-deprecating woe is me approach on the cover letter. Like, I know you'll probably never get around to reading this. Thank you so much if you do. Um, I'm only, you know, this age or I'm, you know, I'm 63 and I've been trying for, you know, 40 years and no one's ever looked my way. Like the, they went for like this pity me approach I'm not joking maybe 10% of submissions went for this way or self-deprecating kind of approach and I understand again like I really saw these people I'm like fuck I know how shitty it feels to do this and I know how hard this journey has been for you but it did not read well yeah it was not a good approach Mm. and then the other side of it (laughs) kind of going complete other way and there weren't very many of these but they did exist was the Literal bomb a... threat. <laughs> oh, no, Didn't not... you have a literal bomb threat? That wasn't when I was at the okay, business, yeah. but they had had a bomb threat, like publish yeah. my book or I'll blow you up. Um, and they had to like oh, what evacuate. About, what about, I don't want to, okay, maybe, what about the pilot? The pilot, that's yeah. who I was thinking of. The pilot who... Um, uh... Wrote a really fucking boring book. <laughs> this re- this retired airline pilot who all he'd ever done his whole life was fly planes, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm still in the story. You go. No, it's okay. It was funny. I'm trying to think if I can remember it properly. It was just like a very. It's like here's a book about a plane. Yeah. And it was a sen- was it nonfiction or was it? It was nonfiction. Autobi- it was like oh yeah, autobiographical. Like yeah, my life. You know, it could have been. It was history. a memoir. It was a memoir. Yeah, but, but it wasn't. That. And it was like he'd like go into intricate detail of like what the systems of the plane were and stuff and like yeah obviously and he was like if you don't pick this up you know you're losing your company millions of dollars like he's like. There are 5 million people who fly domestically in Australia every year. And if just 1% of them bought this book, it's like, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little deluded. And then um, we uh, rejected him. And then he kept sending emails being like, you know, you've lost, you know, you've lost so much money. You've made such a huge mistake. And like the dude backed himself. But it was... And this is the only reason we're laughing at him. Like, obviously someone, a great writer could write that book amazingly well, but... Like, it was just, it was more the arrogance of his approach. It was so arrogant. This is the most amazing book anyone's ever written. You've got to pick it up. Otherwise, like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, So, obviously, that's the other side of of approaching people with, like, I mean, that's not coming from a place of self-knowing. I mean, you can see that that comes from a place of deep self-doubt. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. And so, making sure that that self-doubt doesn't translate into defensiveness. something I feel like, we know, when I'm writing my query letter, for submission it's like do you like how personal do you go like do you want to like mm. i don't know and again like it's so hard to know right because who's some people might love it some people might hate it like some people again like my i only spent like three months working for this publishing house but it was so interesting like i obviously enjoyed more personal query letters but some people don't want to fucking deal with that at all and it's so hard to know you mm. know who you're going to get and again that just comes back to the point like if you get someone who just doesn't vibe with you that's really not about you it's about them Mm. and it's just luck yeah it's a bummer but it is just luck yeah i think you've got to do again like instead of keeping on thinking what do they want from me what do they want from me just be like well how do i want to what type of author do i want to be what type of query letter feels good to me and just and just follow that line you know do you like to be personal in your query letter james figure out what it feels good to you Mm. yeah because otherwise you're just going to be pandering to a thousand different personality types and it's impossible to do. I mean, I just wish there was just a form. I know I said I hate forms, but I, <laughs> I would, if I could fill it out one, but the thing is submitting to publishing houses is like filling out a bazillion forms, diff- slightly differently. Yeah. I wish there was one form and it was just like, 
enter in the actual just facts and then maybe even anonymized would be great like i don't want to like they should maybe like don't no gender no age no mm. place where you live nothing it's just blank and then they're just going in for this and then you just tell them about your story yeah interesting that's interesting know. and you do it once and that's where they all accept the same kind mm. Mm. maybe that's ignorant of me i don't know yeah i haven't thought about it much but that just idea just came to me yeah yeah i'm sure there are all sorts of problems with it (laughs) yeah but it would be really interesting i think having i mean the bureaucracy of submitting for a novel is too much yeah it's too hard i mean yeah yeah for sure i guess you just you don't want to be i mean i guess you could pick up on the cover letter would serve the serve the purpose of culling the douchebags so yeah i mean yeah i mean there were times where i wouldn't want to work with this person because they suck yeah, I mean, there are times that, like, I'm, we will have all experienced this. Like, you know, you just get an email or a DM or as I was getting a load of cover letters and you read, like, three lines and you're like, we are done. Yeah. <laughs> and you pull it to the side, you know. Um, and there were only a few cover letters that made me do that. Like, no, my job was to read the cover letter, the synopsis, and I'd read the first chapter. I feel like there are stories of people being, like, openly sexist or racist in the cover letters or something. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, What? ridiculous well at least you told me now rather than me figuring out like the tweet you sent seven years ago yeah or something yeah interesting conversation really interested in what you guys are thinking if you have any practices that make you feel aligned before you do your networking before you do your submissions we'd love to hear it Mm. um because i think this is a topic that we should all be talking about it's not something to i feel like a lot of us i I just don't feel like we have this conversation very much because it's such again especially for creatives when we're so focused on the art when often we're introverted uh we don't like to talk about this it feels really uncomfortable for us but how can we make ourselves feel a bit more comfortable with it how can we make ourselves feel more aligned how can we make sure we feel like we still have our dignity when we do these difficult parts of being a creator because we're all gonna have to do this at some point Uh, we have to do the brave thing and take up that space Um, because if we don't we're really holding ourselves back and we're you know depriving the world of of witnessing us hey if anyone wants to do my submissions for me for my novel just feel free i think we've already said this but that's a business idea here yeah We've said this definitely. I don't know what I, I think I'd pay twenty dollars a submission. Oh, yeah. Because but you write the cover letter and the submission, yeah, and they then just they find just have to it would be good. And they like do a tiny tweak, like they go look at what the person's looking for, and they do a tw- tiny tweak of the cover letter. For, you know, things yeah, like that. It's a great business. I'd pay. You. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to get a run. Now the thing is, now I can't be bothered to get. If it, if thirty people email me, I can't be bothered to deal with it. <laughs> Damn it. This is life, right? Tension between what you want and what, and the effort that you have to go through to get there. Oh my God, it is. Mm-hmm. Anything else that was on your mind about this topic? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, sure, I'm sure there are yeah. hours and hours of things you could, you could say about it. But um, I just, you know, it's interesting that if what's holding you back is, I know we've said it a million times before, but audience like or following size just remember that amy has never been approached by a publisher or a gatekeeper to for anything like they don't want to give no one's ever offered to give amy anything basically so it's like that's not what's holding you back yeah i know like people really think that um audience size on socials is like the key to creative 
yeah um gatekeeper success yeah. Mm. We, yeah good good thing to be reminded of that that's not that's not where we should be keeping our sights actually um relates really well to what we were talking about last year there's i feel like a lot of people have that real narrow-minded like if i could just get to fifty thousand instagram followers then i could have all these opportunities mm. um and like that's what they're focused on doing whereas in reality it's just it's not what's going to serve you and you need yeah. to broaden that horizon like, fair enough if you've got 10 million followers i'm sure someone would give you a book deal yeah true. but are you gonna wait for that like yeah really yeah it's time to to chase what you want now i mean if amy had waited for that we would have made zero dollars off her creativity so far instead we're just living the most beautiful and enchanted life off of off of what we do yeah so good Mm -hmm. okay my loves i love you all very much thanks for just being with us at our kitchen table as we chat about things that we think about on the regular We'd love to hear your thoughts. And we're very grateful for your presence here. We were so grateful to see how many of you shared um, the podcast last week. We're so, so appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, thank you for being so on awesome. this journey with us. Yeah, as usual, that's the best way you can support us is by sharing the podcast, yeah. um, telling your friends about it, leaving a review if you can be bothered. Um, is awesome. We love your reviews. Um, yeah, especially if you're outside the States. Like, States, Americans, so good. So good at sharing your reviews. I know I talk about this all again. Americans are great reviewers. Americans just get it. <laughs> they know what we need. You know, us Australians and the Brits, just a bit shyer, you Come know? Come on, guys. Europeans. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> all I, right. I know we have listeners in India. How many reviews do we have in India? Not that many. <laughs> Not that many. Just saying. Just saying. We're still grateful for you. Very grateful. All right. This has been a long-winded end. Let's yeah. bail. I don't know. I'd like to keep rambling for another 10 minutes. Let's <laughs> go ramble to Amy offline. All right. We'll see you next week, my loves. Bye, everyone.